Let me just go on the record and say you're welcome. Um, I went ahead, so I took went it ahead down, and the domain and put it back up. So um, Zuckerberg's now paying me to get it back. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah. But it was for sale. Well, at least it, it, it was a sham like DNS thing, but it was popping up for people. Can, it came up as available to buy, which is hilarious. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast, part of the amazing FBA family. Like the 10K Collective masterminds, this podcast is for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and meanwhile want to enjoy the process, keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10K Collective podcast, or is the amazing FBA podcast? So here you ask yourself, well, today we actually have a sort of sister podcast to that as part of the growing stable of podcasts I'm involved with in the e-commerce space. Uh, the e-commerce leader I've been co-hosting with Jason Miles for two seasons now, and our third season is kicking off with an exciting new concept with a call-in show. It's actually going to start off with a roundtable regular set of guests and um the other guests apart from myself and jason miles who's a shopify expert is kyle hamer who is jason's partner in crime with his consulting business and a very good amazon private label seller and chris green who has been lots of different things in the amazon space he's famous for creating or popularizing the term retail arbitrage these days he's a kdp expert kindle direct publishing and many more things besides. So we reflected this week on the famous Facebook down, Facebook outage shock that made everyone reflect on their relationship with Facebook and what it might mean for e-commerce specifically is something we're going to discuss in this kind of guest episode from The E-Commerce Leader. Of course, if you want to check out The E-Commerce Leader, go to theecommerceleader.com or subscribe in any podcast player and we're also going to be using this call-in app c-a-l-l-i-n for november so you can find us there as well uh, if you look for the e-commerce leader and follow us there so lots of ways to connect an exciting new venture and i hope you find our discussion thought-provoking Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the e-commerce leader call-in show and uh, very excited to have our special guests with us, Chris Green and Kyle Hamer, as well as Jason Miles and myself, Michael Vesey, fresh from London, England. And we are going to talk about the fact that unless you've been living under a rock, you may have noticed yesterday, we're recording this on the 5th of October, that Facebook was down for a substantial amount of time, which has been very thought-provoking. So, Charles, welcome to the show. Let's get this thing kicked off and do our hot takes on the Facebook outage, the great Facebook outage of October 2021, as it will go down in the history books. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me just go on the record and say you're welcome. Um, I went ahead, so I took went it ahead down, and the domain and put it back up. So um, Zuckerberg's now paying me to get it back. No, just kidding. Uh, 
yeah. but it was for sale. Well, at least it, it, it was a sham like DNS thing, but it was popping up for people. Can, it came up as available to buy, which is hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I mean, didn't know that. Well, yeah. so, so in our last show, um, Jason, you were saying, you know, buy things when they're, you know, for sale or it's fire sale. So maybe you should have bought Facebook yesterday, but the window was pretty short. So joking apart, what are our takes on this? What does this tell us about anything to do with e-commerce? Jason, what's your thoughts? Yeah, a couple hot takes. I'll just share my first one, and that is um, I was amazed by the fact that Twitter became the thing (laughs) instantly, and all of us went to Twitter. Everyone, including Facebook, went to Twitter to announce that they were down. Twitter even, like, trolled them by saying, hello, everyone. And the only thing that the whole experience was for me real quick was just the memes that flowed in were just priceless, hilarious. And I think I had the most fun and I laughed the most yesterday as the jokes and hilarity ensued on Twitter. And so for me, honestly, it wasn't a mortal wound in any way in terms of our marketing or our efforts. Um, But I had a blast on Twitter just reading everybody's jokes. And it just made me realize, I guess, the point was, um, maybe there's a reason alternates exist and you need to be not on a single source of a communication tool or social media tool, uh, for such a time as that to use a biblical phrase. But yeah, that was my first, uh, my first thought was Twitter was awesome yesterday. <laughs> Funny. Excellent. Have it. <laughs> well, Jason, so, so you noticed that Facebook yeah. was down, right? Because I think that's a question that a lot of people aren't really thinking about. It's like, honestly, I didn't notice, right? Now, this was a rare day. I, I do spend probably more time on Facebook than I should. Um, this was a day where I was out. I was doing different things. I did check the Facebook app a couple times, and, like, it wasn't yeah. loading. But it, yeah. I thought it was like, okay, the app's not loading. Maybe, like, I need to restart the app. Maybe, like, sometimes if I'm on Wi-Fi near a business, then it'll try to pick yeah. up that Wi-Fi, and it's not loading. So I turn off Wi-Fi. It didn't load. I thought, well, maybe, like, the you know the 5G around here isn't that good. And I forgot about it. I didn't care. Like, like nothing I was doing was dependent yep. on Facebook specifically. Uh, so then when I heard it was like out for like six hours or something, I didn't notice. And I only did it on the app. I didn't go to the computer, so I didn't notice that Facebook.com was down. I didn't have to go down to Down Detector and see if anything was going on. And honestly, I didn't hear about it uh, from anywhere else. Now, what did affect me was Messenger not working, because I do mm-hmm. use Facebook Messenger to communicate with a lot of people that I do yes. business with. Right. So yep. not having right. that was yeah. kind of like, yeah. oh, shoot. Well, I guess I could text them, and then maybe we could set up like a group chat somewhere else and and all this stuff then that kind of revealed that wait a minute we don't really have a backup plan mm-hmm. for if this main communication channel goes down what yeah. do we do and i think that's that's kind of my hot yeah. take is the takeaway yeah. to be like what are your kind of standard operating procedures for hey when facebook goes down next which it will right every site will yeah. go down at some point yeah. what should we do so if it's like hey facebook is down no problem. Let's go interact with customers on this platform. And hey, if that one's down mm-hmm. like Instagram, because of course Facebook owns Instagram, should we go over to Twitter, to TikTok? What should yeah. we do to remain productive when some of our main social media channels are down? So at least you have a plan. You don't sit there for six hours looking at memes like Jason did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> It was very fun. It was, it was highly productive. I re-energized my soul <laughs> on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> Excellent. That's one way cool. to look at it. So apart from uh, Jason's excellent meme gathering, Kyle, what, what's your takeaway? My, my takeaway is this. Um, only when the tide goes out do you discover who's swimming naked. That's a classic Warren Buffett mm. quote. And, mm-hmm. But from a business perspective, if your business is reliant on one platform to drive sales, to bring in customers, to make money, you're swimming naked. 
And uh, that was sort of a just a reinforcement of that. And we know this in our business. We, you know, you've talked to any any seller. They're like, oh, I, I need to have a couple of different channels. I want to have, you know, a flexibility. I want to not be reliant on, say, Amazon if yeah. I'm an Amazon seller. I want to be an omni-channel seller. But it, it's, it's true if you're selling on Shopify yeah. as well. Like how many sources of of traffic are you bringing into your business and are you cultivating them equally? Mm-hmm. You know, because, because the thing with the Facebook and with, ad, with ads in general, whether it's Google or Facebook, you flip a switch, you pay money and hopefully you're making money. You know, if you're setting up your campaigns and but as soon as that's done, it, you're not getting any more traffic. Right. So, yeah, well, you never expect them right, to flip exactly. the switch off on exactly. you. Unless they ban, ban your ad, which everybody's familiar with. Right. But, yeah. But it just goes to show you have to try to own your own list of your customers. Your email list is a really yeah. big, important deal. Are you actively investing and in building into it and cultivating that? Uh, and I think that was sort of my, my biggest takeaway is that if you don't own the platform, you don't own the platform and you're, you're paying rent at some level. And in this case, you're paying rent with traffic to you know drive sales and you just got to be aware of it. Yeah, Kyle, okay. what you said about like well, my omni-channel, take on this is, which is kind of what the, a lot of the show is about, omni-channel. Yeah. How about omni-social? Yeah. Sure. Right? If you're using it for yeah, social yeah. media, for engagement, for, for tra- reaching out to customers, like be prepared. Be on multiple channels. And, Kyle, I disagree with you right. on treating things equally, right? Facebook is... I was about predominantly, to that, yeah. like, like for a lot of people, Facebook's going to be their number one. It's like Amazon right. for a lot of sellers is number one. I would, I would not, I would probably coach somebody yeah. different to say, Hey, should I spend just as much time uh, on Etsy as Amazon? Like for that product? Absolutely not. You're going to get 99% of your sales through Amazon. Now, does it make sense to go on the channel for your specific product? And if so, which channels that's what we want to kind of expose people to on this show and say, Hey, this is, if, if I were you, this is what I would do with that, yeah. with that product on these platforms. And have you heard of this new one and kind of expand with, you know, intention. Uh, otherwise people are like, Hey, I, I spent 50% of time on Facebook and 50% of time on Twitter. It's like, dude, it doesn't make any sense for you to be on Twitter, but, but, but like they get to sit down and really match up the platforms both for e-commerce and for social media for your specific product, your specific goals. Exactly. I'm really interesting take. And um, by the way, Chris, I, that is exactly the thought I had. I'm glad you said that, you know, is it really equally? I think it's good to have backup channels that are definitely backup. And to your point, Jason, and, you know, clearly for you personally, a lot of the internet, Twitter was everyone's backup channel. As soon as Facebook's out, Twitter is the place where Facebook goes to say Facebook's out. <laughs> and so, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with having a backup channel that is consciously a backup channel that isn't where the majority of your effort goes. For example, I've got a lot of people that I know that they're yeah. in the, the mastermind selling 90%, 80%, 1995% on Amazon and then the rest on their own direct to consumer site. Now, if that is a backup option, then there's nothing wrong with having that as a backup option as long as you know what it is. And there is a cost of time and energy to that, but it's not quite the same as equal. I mean, for me, I thought it was just a test of of what is it like to lose your Facebook account because a lot more frequently than Facebook going down, which happens once every, you know, in the blue moon, people get their uh, Facebook account suspended and people are very kind of relaxed about that, but they they suspend more frequently, uh, more capriciously and with less comeback than as far as I can tell Amazon. And that's bad enough. It happens all the time when people break ads to TOS or or adding too many Facebook friends in one day even. And so I think it's really important to run that little scenario, you know, uh, whatever happens, what would you lose in market? Facebook organic, Instagram organic, Facebook ads, WhatsApp messages, 
um, and, and just run that scenario. And to your point, Chris, also operationally, a lot of us become very dependent on Messenger without really consciously thinking about that. And I think having a backup is really great. Yeah. For me, that would be Skype. Yeah. I don't know what it would be for you guys. Skype. Slack. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, Skype is a, a tool we lean to a lot, especially with our Filipino VAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skype is just the de facto for them. I don't know why, how we got into that originally, but that's the tool we use with them more than Messenger. Um, the other tool I use for my work with our uh, our team in Zambia for our charity is WhatsApp. And the beauty of WhatsApp is that they can instantly from their phone upload video clips and photos that just pop in. And, they, you know, th- this is the middle of Zambia, and they're using WhatsApp like nobody's business. Just give me videos and, and photos all the time about the, our work. And so when that went down, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, that's not good because I literally <laughs> pulled those yeah. resources off of WhatsApp and then I used them on our blogs and social media and stuff. So for us, it was a real process tool that uh, it, it did, you know, um, create that blinding spot. I'm reminded by of, uh, of the phrase in this um, book uh, um, that is called The Black Swan, Nicholas uh, Taleb's, uh, uh, Taleb, Nicholas Nassim Taleb, sorry. And um, then there was another guy, Dean Jackson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an internet marketer. He had this phrase um, called Tiger Proof. And so I wrote a, a ebook called T- Tiger Proof. And the question was, what types of defensibility do you have built into your business? Are you bulletproof, or in his phrase, tiger proof, which just comes from the uh, an example of the Las Vegas show guys who one of the tigers turned on them and, and uh, attacked one of the guys and it ended their show. Um, are you bulletproof in a way? Is there anything that can take you down? And I think yesterday was a good test case for asking that question. And being clear that you know part of our job as leaders of our business is to find ways in which we can be bulletproof and protected from all various random, weird, potential black swan events, as uh, Taleb calls them. Yeah. I've got one maybe slightly more controversial question, which is, does it really matter, the whole Facebook thing? I I personally have a funny relationship with social media, both personally and as a business person. And I just wanted to sort of therapize this and get some free therapy from intelligent people on air here, because uh, I'm not really convinced that I would be upset if Facebook.com went down and that was the end of it forever, including (laughs) WhatsApp, because it's another channel of something else to do. And I was kind of relieved that I couldn't do any internet marketing on Facebook yesterday because I thought, oh, that's one thing less to do. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah. Um, Yeah, my first response is that's true for personal communication work. But for business process tools, it does create a a big vulnerability. And then for if you're in e-commerce work, uh, using Facebook actively to sell, you know, maybe your business is dependent on Facebook Marketplace, or to Kyle's mm-hmm. point, it's dependent on ads. If you have a total crater uh, because of it going down, then there you go. I mean, that's the that's the obvious problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I wouldn't care. Dude, I think there's bigger. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say personally, it wouldn't have any major impact on me, like uh, from a personal standpoint, because I don't really post on Instagram or Facebook <laughs> as a whole anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But from a business standpoint. Uh, it, it, what it, there, there are black swan events. Like if your business was entirely control or, or dependent upon running ads or doing lives or even Facebook marketplace, you know, just selling products, you know, as a, as a channel and it goes down for six hours, there's not anything you're going to do unless you prepared for it. Right. Like you don't going to have the time. You're just going to be like, I'm out of business for these six hours or however long it's down. 
Uh, so the really that that question then for me is okay. Well, asking fundamentally, if Facebook goes down permanently, what do I do next? And, and that what what about this scenario? I think as you as your business grows, as your skill set grows, you begin to think about business continuity a whole lot more than when if you're just getting started, and you're just trying to figure stuff out. It's like I'm just trying to figure out how to to source a product or to sell a product or get one person to buy from me. But as that continues to grow and you add team members and all these different things to it, you're, the next sort of phase of that is like, well, how do I keep this going in, in spite of X, Y, Z? And you're starting yeah. to think that through. And I just think that exercise and strategic thinking and, and creating time for you to be strategic in your business is critically important. And since Facebook's down, now you have that time to go ahead and spend those six hours thinking strategically about your business. You're not going to be distracted by Facebook. Chris, it sounded like you had you weren't even that sort of bothered about Facebook being down in some ways. What's your take on this? I mean, I was thankful that it didn't personally affect me. I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I realized how much time I spent on Facebook, maybe not being productive. And like that realization would make you kind of feel uncomfortable. But I'm thinking about this. And, and just as we talk through this, where I'm surprised, yeah. well, I'm not actually surprised, but it does raise level of concern. How many people, all of us included, are relying on free tools from Facebook in order to conduct business Right. We're like, oh, my gosh, the free tool that we're using mm-hmm. stopped working. And, and like what Facebook can do, like, sorry, like, you know, Facebook wants to get it up and running. Like they want it up and running more than anybody. But the fact that we're all using these free tools almost is like a little bit of a warning shot. I'd be like, for Pete's sakes, if you're using this for business, pay $10 a month to have your own messaging service that, hey, you're paying for. So you, you really expect it to be up all the time instead of like, if they Facebook's down, Facebook, hey, sorry, we're working on it. But they don't owe us anything mm-hmm. compared to some place that you're actually paying and saying, look, I expect a like a service level agreement of uptime because I'm paying you. And if it's business, yeah. I feel we should be paying. We should be supporting uh, businesses that are, that are helping our business instead of it's so convenient. I'm sure Facebook loves this and laughs all the way to the bank in a way to be like everybody's conducting business on WhatsApp and Facebook marketplace. And of course, you know, Facebook does have some paid options with workplace. And, and I don't know if there's a premium version of WhatsApp maybe. Um, but I think people should really think about this because the attention that people are putting on Facebook, whether it ads or just social media or Facebook groups, that attention didn't go anywhere yesterday. It just shifted. People yeah. refreshed over and over. It wasn't yeah. happening. Twitter, TikTok, something else. Well, one meme that I'll, <laughs> one meme that I'll mention that supports your case was a hilarious one, and that was just this question: Are all the Instagram influencers off today without pay? Yeah. And you know, it's like their whole business is built on you know it's built on attention on a feature, Instagram, yeah, yeah, right? And exactly. the attention just moved; it didn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. It just moved. Yeah. So think ahead: like where do where does my, the attention that comes to me on my influencer account on Instagram where does it go? And, and be there and have a plan yeah. where maybe spend 5% of your day normally. But if Facebook yeah. goes down, that's where I'm going to spend 95% of my day. That's my plan if it happens, which it will happen again. Yeah. I'll tell you one quick thing that I think is more common, which happened to us early on to maybe 2012, something like that. And that was we built a whole process around doing contests on YouTube with a reply to a video with a video feature. And that feature was only ever used that we could tell by spammers who would just spam like, you know, the, you know, like the the CNN's video clips would be spammed by some, you know, idiot in some place. But, um, but we used it to run contests. And so the feature was just 
clipped off. They just turned it off. And, you know, we were probably the only business on the internet that cared, but, um, but we had built a process around it. So feature failure is a much more common thing than I think site wide failure. And, you know, the other piece of this could be that your audience just leaves the platform, you know, all of the, all of the young kids left Facebook eight years ago and then they went to Instagram and then when all, and it always happens when the parents show up or grandparents show up, all the youngsters will leave. And so then now they all left Instagram and now they're all on TikTok at the moment. Uh, you know, so your audience leaving those platforms is also another more obvious, you know, concern, I think, than just the whole site going down, you know. What really makes me think is that it's sort of it's a bit of a dry run in a very harmless kind of way. Six hours is not you know six months, is it? I know friends of mine have had their Amazon accounts suspended for three months, and they were doing half a million dollars, went to zero, and all their stock and all their money was held by Amazon. Now that's a kind of uh, puckering kind of day, but but the whole thing of features getting turned off. I mean, the, the third party marketplace on Amazon is not a given that it has to exist. I think, by the way, there's a lot of logic for Amazon in keeping it for a while. But um, I think it, it just exposes any kind of expo- any kind of over obsession with a particular feature, as you say, of a particular platform yeah. is very risky because there's no particular reason why any of them don't owe us a you know anything to keep it going. It's not the United States Postal Service who's probably got a constitutional duty to deliver come you know rain and rain and hail or whatever the the, the famous saying is, right? I totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, everything we have can be taken away. Like we're we're yeah. farming someone else's land, right? Jason, I don't know if you remember this. They used to have a Facebook Live audio only feature that I was using oh, for a while. Yeah. I was like, I this is great. It's just, it just records audio. You don't have to have good video. So you can just yeah. anywhere you are, you can just go. And I was like, this is great. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do like a like a little quick podcast thing every day. And they took the feature away, right? Like I I sent it to a bunch of people. I was like, guys, this is really yeah. cool. And they took it away, right? They don't owe us that unless. Yeah, paying right. So like, I see a lot of like businesses pop up sometimes. Yeah, uh, where it's like it's free. Oh, this is not good. Like, I want to pay for this because if it's free, all of a sudden it might not be there later, right? And if it's mm-hmm. for business, like yeah, you want things like being a place that are going to be there yeah. long term instead of like, hey, we could build a business around this like new startup that doesn't charge any money. It's like maybe not because what if it goes down? What if the the founders change their mind about the the yeah what they want to do with it? Yeah, to your point, I wonder how many people have a Shopify store that have the Facebook Messenger chat tool embedded instead of Help Scout or, uh, you know, uh, uh, Zendesk. And those people were in, in the dark on their chat tool on their website yesterday for six hours, uh, I would assume. Yeah. That's what people don't think about. Facebook goes down. Wait a minute. My Shopify chat went down. Yeah. And that's the same thing if you're rely if you're tied into something. But of course, Facebook is so easy. Messenger is so so common, and, and people yeah. are familiar with it, and they like it. Um, but it it holds it, it has a risk. So maybe you use that, and if Facebook goes down, you have that backup, that chat scout or, or whatever one you said. Um, help, help scout, help scout, yeah, or Zendesk, yeah. And there's to your point, those are paid, yeah, paid yeah. tools. Yeah, but if it's business, be willing to pay. Like, be like, oh, why would I use? It's only it's nine bucks a month. I'll just use Facebook. It's nine bucks a month. Like, <laughs> have yeah. a backup. Just is this will happen again? Yeah, I like you guys. So, any final thoughts on this Facebook outage and the thoughts that it provokes? My final thought is: what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> Yesterday was a good, uh, you know, shot across the bow for all of us to say, uh, you know, what, what's reality for us without these tools. And uh, I, I think that's the exercise and the lesson learned from yesterday for how we run our e-commerce business. I like it. And a Nietzsche quote, very, very cultured. Uh, Kyle, what's your take on this? Uh, Final thoughts. Spend a few minutes, five minutes, 
30 minutes, an hour, however long it takes you and debrief your, what impact did it have on your business and think about it and then make a contingency plan, come up with your plan B, take action on it. Don't let it happen to you again. It's one thing, you know, for it to happen one time, if it happens twice in your business, you know, once can be on the external circumstance twice, shame on you. You have to take action and plan for it. And so do it. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I have a one-page thing. Say, if Facebook goes down, if Twitter goes down, anything that you use, mm-hmm. any service, any little widget, if my Shopify plugin goes down, what do we do? So they want to go to the head of the company and be like, hey, this thing stopped working. No. If this goes down, use this instead. And you may never use it. Hopefully, we never use a lot of these things. But a lot of these things will fail. It's software. Like, it's, you're, it's you're, not perfect. You're it's hedging your business. It's just like investing. Like, you're creating a hedge, right? Like, what if you, what's your yeah, downside? You can do all this in like 60 downside. minutes. And, you know, it's like you're trying to protect against yeah. it. Yeah, I love this stuff, guys. This is uh, music to my ears. Well, that was a surprisingly fruitful um, outcome from one little outage of one little website, although I guess it's not so little. So if you are enjoying this, folks, this is part of the new stream of content within the overall The E-Commerce Leader Season 3. Um, you can find The E-Commerce Leader by simply looking for that name under Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. And gents, thanks so much for your extremely interesting thoughts.